Hey everyone, and welcome to episode 63 of the Computer Business Marketing Show. Our show today is brought to you by Tech Reputation. Tech Reputation offers IT business owners a simple and effective way to manage, acquire, and market their positive reviews online. In addition, the online dashboard includes the ability to enter your company details once and have it published automatically to over 60 directories and review sites and keep it updated, synchronized, and without duplication. To get 10% off your setup and monthly subscription, along with a 14-day free trial and a no-risk money-back guarantee for 30 days, just go to techreputation.com slash TSB. The details on how to take advantage of the discount are on that page. Again, it's techreputation.com slash TSB. On today's episode, our good friend Paco LeBron is here to catch us up on how his business is going hear about his recent television appearance, how he refocused his business, and why he's not going to touch PPC with a 10-foot pole. Also, we're going to uh, give clue you in on a couple of summer discount specials that are going on with your favorite IT vendors. All that and so much more coming up right now. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Computer Business Marketing Show. If you own or work in an IT services business, this is the place to learn how to get more clients, keep them happy, and grow your revenue. You can watch, download, and or subscribe to all show episodes at computerbusinessmarketing.com. You can also catch our live stream on Facebook every Thursday at 7 p.m. Eastern. Just be sure to like the Tech Site Builder Facebook page, then click the following tab, and then select see first, and that's the choice on the following tab. And when you do that, that'll make sure that anytime we go live with a new episode, uh, it'll jump to the top of your Facebook feed. So if you're, you know, scrolling through playing games or watching TV or, you know, walking your dog or whatever, it'll give you an alert that we're going live and you can check it out and, and not miss what's going on because uh, we have a lot of fun in the pre-show. We say hi to folks in the chat room on Facebook and, and all that good stuff. So um, definitely don't miss that. Uh, so, hey guys, what's up? Um, you might notice that the, uh, the if you're watching this video, the video version of this, you might notice that the camera angle is a little bit different, and that's because uh, I've had quite the morning today. Uh, I'm using a different computer to, uh, to run and record the podcast than I normally do. Um, luckily, you know, it's kind of cool. These, this day and age... Uh, with you know the way things are very plug and play now, I was able to kind of just quickly set up, uh, throw together a, a kind of a custom rig here, and use all the equipment that I'm used to using my headphones, my microphone, and my mixer, and just plug that all into my Surface tablet of all things, uh, my Surface Pro tablet computer hybrid thing, whatever you want to call it. Um, and so far, it seems to be working okay. Uh, guys in the chat, let me know if you you hear any audio issues. Um, Otherwise, hey, if, if it sounds good, I might just <laughs> do the podcast from, from the surface from now on. Who knows? Uh, but my, so what happened was my main computer, um, we had a power outage this morning, and that's a crazy story. Uh, apparently, um, the power company around here, uh, someone entered, entered in some information wrong, so they accidentally, some, I don't know exactly what happened, but they thought I moved out of my house. And that someone else moved in, so someone else's account was on my address, and then that person didn't pay their bill, or 
hadn't started paying their bill or because of the mix up, you know, nothing, something happened and the bill wasn't paid. So my power went out this morning because of that. So it took me a while to, um, you know, figure that out and call the power company and have them switch the names back and stuff. That's so, terrible. Yeah. <laughs> yeah it, was, it was really bad. Uh, so and, I think, so you shouldn't have been paying the light bill, right? Well, uh, I wasn't. So it turns okay, out that go. last month's payment was never, it was, I have an automatic, you know, withdrawal thing and yeah. last month's payment was never automatically withdrawn because they, oh. um, and I didn't notice that. Uh, and apparently I didn't get any notifications or anything. Uh, and, um, so yeah, the power just went out. <laughs> so, uh. So we got that figured out, luckily, and uh, got the power back on. Uh, but one casualty of that sudden power outage appears to be my desktop PC, uh, which will not turn on now. Uh, so I uh, tried a bunch of things, unplugging, plugging stuff back in, trying different outlets and trying different power strips, and nothing seems to be working. So I think it's probably the, the, the power supply, um, and I haven't been able to test that further. So we'll see, but, uh, you know... Just tried to slap together something real quick here on the surface, and so far it seems to be going good. Um, yeah, Patrick says it sounds good. It just needs to be at eye level. I, I agree, <laughs> but you got to work with what you got. Uh, my my standing desk only raises so high, and uh, my my webcam is normally on the top of my monitor up here, um, but the surface is on the desk down here. So hey, what are you going to do? But uh, this is temporary, hopefully. So uh, hopefully next week I'll uh, have a new power supply. Maybe I'll just get a new desktop. It's it's mine's about like five or six years old at this point, so might be time for an upgrade, anyways. Um, so uh, that's that that's going on there. Um, something else that is going on uh, is uh, one of my services, Tech Blog Builder, is uh, having a summer sale. So I want to mention that for you guys who might have been considering it, but then, you know, didn't know if it'd be worth the money or, or weren't sure about it. Maybe wanted to give it a test drive right now for a limited time. We're doing 50% off your first month for tech blog builder. So basically uh, for just, you know, a, a few bucks <laughs> more or less, you, you can get a professionally written, a few professionally written blog posts posted directly to your website. Uh, they're search engine optimized. They're uh, built to, to grab eyeballs and then convert those eyeballs into customers. Um, there's a lot of stuff we do with those blog posts to make sure they're engaging and to make sure that they convert people who read them into customers. Um, and, uh, and we make sure that we write the blog posts to fit your business. So, you know, if you're a kind of a, a um, an informal kind of fun kind of joking business that, you know, tries to, tries to uh, relate to people like that, then we'll write it in that, in that uh, in that style. If you're more of you know a serious kind of corporate uh, company who wants to attract you know some bigger businesses or that sort of thing, then we'll write in a more formal tone. Um, but we kind of, we kind of change up the tone and in, in the style of writing depending on the type of clients you're trying to attract. And then of course we write the post, 800 to a thousand words, and then we post it directly onto your blog. Uh, so it's really hands off for you. You just let us know what you want us to write about, and we take it from there. We post it on your blog. It looks like it's being written by your company. And then you could promote that in your newsletters or um, in social media or, you know, wherever you want to promote those blog posts. They'll live forever. They'll continue to build social media or, uh, sorry, uh, search engine capital for your website. Um, so over time, you know, the more you do it, the more 
SEO benefits you'll get from it. And uh, you should see those reflected in your search results and the amounts of visitors you get to your website and ultimately the amounts of customers you get. So if you've been wanting to check out Tech Site Builder, see what it's all about, head on over to Tech Site, uh, I'm sorry, techblogbuilder.com. <laughs> That's the danger of having two companies or two uh, products with very similar names is that uh, I might end up calling one the other. But this is techblogbuilder.com. And then you're going to use the promo code. Uh, let's see, where did I put that promo code? There it is, summer 2018. So uh, when you check out, just use summer 2018 and that'll get you 50% off uh, your first uh, order. So the first month, it's a monthly service. The first month you get 50% off. If you like it, great, stick around. If not, no hard feelings. Uh, you can get uh, those deeply discounted blog posts and, and keep them. So that's what's going on with me. Uh, there's another um, service provider out there. Our good friend Lisa Hendrickson also has a summer sale going on. Uh, her Hers is kind of cool. So she's offering up her time basically as an Outlook, Microsoft Office 365, Exchange guru and expert and technician. Uh, if you're having an issue or have questions or need some guidance uh, in your own business as you're dealing with those um, those pieces of technology. Um, Lisa is offering up an hour of her time uh, for 50% off as well. So uh, you can uh, basically pick her brain. You can have her help you with an issue that you might be having. But as we all know, she is the Outlook and Office guru. That's all she does. That is her specialty. Um, uh, so she really knows her stuff and she knows how to get stuff done quickly. So you can take advantage of that if you go to callthatgirl.com slash Outlook. Uh, and she's got a, uh, all the details there. Another cool thing that she's doing is um, if, if you've been following Lisa for a while, you know over the years that she's generated lots of videos and eBooks and courses and, and all of this stuff that she sold at various stages of, of her, uh, her, her IT career. Um, well, recently she decided to make all of her past stuff absolutely free. So if you go uh, to that same uh, page, uh, callthatgirl.com, slash Outlook and scroll to the bottom, there's a link uh, where it says, everything I've ever sold is now free. Click on that and that'll take you to all the details about, she's got like uh, some Outlook courses, she's got some uh, PowerPoint slides that you can white label and rebrand for your business. Um, she's got the eBooks she's written on things like SEO and, uh, and remote support. Um, all of that stuff is available for free. Um, she recently read the the pumpkin plan, and so she's kind of taken on that uh, the mantra of you know putting out lots of great content uh, for free, and then building herself up as an expert so that she can really uh, charge premium prices for the times when you do actually need to hire her for what she's an expert at, um, and so all this other stuff uh, she's given away for free. So definitely take advantage of that, and then also uh, as a way to say thank you if you ever do need that uh, that office or outlook or exchange support uh, then take advantage of her uh, 50 percent off for an hour of her time and uh, and that will also be available in the show notes if you want to click that link so those are two kind of cool little summer sales that we got going on in our uh, community uh, and uh, hopefully you guys will uh, will check that out okay so that being said, uh, let's get into kind of the feature topic for today. And as you may have heard earlier, uh, we have a, an old friend here, Paco LeBron, not old in age, but old in, you know, how uh, uh, 
how long he's been with the show and how long he's been a, a part of this uh, this computer business marketing family. Um, he is he's here to uh, first of all say hi and catch us up on what's been going on in his business. But he's also here. Here's a big announcement. He's here to announce. Well, I will announce, and then he'll talk about it a little bit. Um, that he's going to uh, join uh, the Computer Business Marketing Show as the co-host again. So he will be here um, every week with me, uh, and we'll be interviewing uh, folks or just talking marketing. And this is going to be great because I was just telling him earlier that um, this week I was supposed to have a guest that this is the third time she's canceled on me. And a lot of times when she's canceled, it's been at the last minute. uh, So I had to scramble to get a guest and uh, luckily, I had been able to get a guest in the past, um, but you know, stuff like that does happen, especially when you're doing a weekly podcast that relies on getting guests um, all the time. Things happen, and, and people might have to cancel for various reasons. So it'll be great to have a, a, a co-host and, and someone there with me to, you know, if we can't find a guest, we can just, you know, talk to each other and riff on things and, and talk about ideas we have, um, and and that's going to be great. So I'm really looking forward to that. I'm also just looking forward to having. Uh, another perspective, another voice, and um, I loved having him on before. So, hey, Paco, <laughs> how's it going? Welcome back. I'm back. <laughs> uh, um, yeah, no, I appreciate uh, coming back on. <clears throat> As everyone can hear, I'm kind of congested with this uh, this head cold. But yeah, no, uh, a lot of things have changed since uh, since I last was on the on the show, and last when I was co-hosting. So uh, for those of us who have kind of followed me as my podcasting uh, transition, um, I ended up taking over PodNuts Daily, which turned into Tech Life. So I kind of shared a little bit about what's going on over there. But essentially, since then, I've moved into a new office Um, before I was on Canal and Monroe in Chicago, which was pretty much like the dead end of the West Loop and then you go into the loop where the Sears Tower or Willis Tower, which is officially what it's called. And then we moved <clears throat> about 10 minutes west going into the West Loop. So now before I was in what's called a virtual office. Now I'm actually in a dedicated desk. So 24-7 access. I have my clients meeting me here, so forth and so on. I've also switched a lot of what we're doing. So before I was doing computer repair with a little dab of MSP stuff, now I've kind of transitioned completely over into IT support and services. So <clears throat> that allowed us to focus on more uh, big ticket items. And it also helped, or not helped, but it relieved us on trying to that everyday trying to grab the new client, the resetting of every month, trying to grab the amount of money that we needed to do to A, survive, and B, to be able to live off of as well. So what allowed, so being able to focus on that, that allowed us to change up our marketing. And I can tell you it's completely different advertising as a computer repair shop than it is with an IT support company. And we'll go into that a little bit more in detail, but the big pieces of it is you really can't do the same thing for both. Um, If you can, things get a little bit more expensive or you kind of have to figure out what's going to be the best way for you to attract customers to come to you. Right. Yeah. I'll I'll be interested to hear uh, what your thoughts are about that transition. 
Before we get into that, though, um, I follow you on social media, and I, I see some of the stuff you post. And um, I, I just, I'm curious about a couple things I saw coming coming through lately. There was one where you seem to be in some kind of TV studio. Yeah. I, I want to hear about that. And then another one where your your mug was uh, on a <laughs> banner or something hanging up in the city. So I want to hear about what's going on with both of those things. Okay. Yeah. So what ended up happening was one of the reasons why I also uh, left the show was I started getting more involved in some of the nonprofits that I were involved with. <clears throat> so what would end up happening is there is a nonprofit, which is actually a chamber and it's called the Illinois Hispanic Chamber of Commerce um, or I- IHCC for short. Now I've been really involved with them. Uh, working with their small business development reps, uh, understanding what I really needed to do um, to help grow my business. And they have a program that was for 12 weeks called Coaching for Growth. And this program did everything from how to brand yourself. There was quite a good, uh, few good branding people that were marketers, cash flow, accounting, um, having the mindset of when you're going to sell, I mean, all kinds of things from on a business level, on a personal level, if you are hiring people, it was a great 12 weeks that really helped grow the business. And that's the title of the, of the actual uh, program. Now, after 10 weeks of the content, the remaining, uh, the next three weeks, so it was actually 14 weeks, the next three weeks was to, re- um, to prep yourself on giving a pitch in front of registered members in their community. So there were about 180 people that registered, close to 100 showed up. And the point of the pitch for each of the businesses, which were about 17 of us in this cohort, was to ask for either client introductions, ask for capital, or ask for an advisory board slash mentor to help grow your business after the program. So my pitch was client introductions and basically, um, we ended up streaming it live on Facebook. So if you go on to the Illinois Hispanic Chamber of Commerce's uh, Facebook page, you'll be able to see the video over there. And it's about a good hour and a half, two hour video, but I should be like somewhere in the half an hour mark. But it'll basically show what I pitched about. And it was five minutes on about our business and to speak to the client. So the topic I chose was cybersecurity. And how basically just the illegitimate stuff that's going on with ransomware attacks and the same stuff we try to teach our cl- our clients or try and preach on what they need to be aware of. So through all that, basically once that got streamed and the people that were in the room, I'm talking, there were people uh, from Bank of America, Nationwide Insurance, um, you know, all kinds of companies. So Univision, which is the uh, Latino sort of Spanish station of NBC, um, was in the audience. And they were impressed with how I posed myself and the content that I was delivering. They wanted me to go ahead and go on the station or on, on the air and record a segment on common cyber mistakes that small businesses are making. So nice. I jumped on the opportunity. We recorded it on a Monday. It aired in the midday on uh, Wednesday. And ever since then, now I have a relationship with Univision to any type of IT stuff that are going to be happening. They're going to go ahead and reach out 
and uh, see for me to go on. Now, one thing that is something to kind of key off of is I, my Spanish is not that great and it's a Spanish station. So <laughs> this is something where always prepare for the opportunity um, because when the opportunity comes, you want to be prepared. So it's one of those where it's been something I've always really wanted to do to start embracing and really get back into understanding and uh, learning the Spanish language and just really getting back into it. This opportunity proved to me that I should get to that a lot sooner rather than later <laughs> right. um, because that is a segment or a niche that is very underserved and I can really help out with that. So that's been a big uh, piece for us. And that's really helped out with some uh, brand awareness for our business and along with the, um, the banner that uh, Matt was talking about. So <clears throat> I'm also involved with a, another chamber in the West Loop called the West Loop Community Organization. And they are um, a great organization. They basically help. They're a, city de- they're a delegate of the city that helps basically everything that's going on in the West Loop area. So for those that are familiar with uh, Chicago, um, there is a, uh, there's the uh, McDonald's headquarters that used to be in the far Illinois suburb, came downtown, and, you know, they kind of helped uh, um, with some of this stuff. So, and that's actually where my office is now. It's about two blocks away from the new McDonald's headquarters. So being involved with them, they have a banner program that allowed us to, we can go ahead and purchase a banner and have it hung anywhere in the West Loop area. So what we were doing is once helping them out and so forth and so on, we had a banner designed and we were actually trying to figure out where it was installed because they <laughs> went ahead and installed all the banners. Mm-hmm. And um, once we found it, took a picture of it and, it uh, basically nice. has my mug, it has the company logo, and it's basically saying, you know, West Loop made better. And essentially now in Chicago, when anyone passes over by uh, Canal and Monroe right now, which is my old office, but there's plans to move it to uh, in front of my new office, they'll essentially see my face, the company name, and get more brand awareness for the business. So. Yeah, man, can't, can't beat that kind of uh, advertisement. So, uh, uh, you know, the, my big takeaway from this is, um, you know, get involved in the community, man. Get, get involved in, you know, the Chamber of Commerce, local organizations, um, start volunteering and, and just get to know folks. And, and these kind of opportunities will, will come up and it uh, sounds like they're coming, coming working out and, and coming at the right time for you. So that's awesome. I'm happy for you. Appreciate it. Yeah, everything's just been, it's been nuts for <laughs> ever since really the pickup point was after the pitch, all the players right. that were in the room and going into the program, I knew that this was going to be something that was going to work out right. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, just dedicating myself to being there every Thursday, it was a half day that I had to give up um, from the business. And yeah, it was a lot of great opportunities that are coming right now. And there's a lot of uh, new stuff that's kind of in the works right now with a couple of nominations that um, I have been put for for some of the organizations because of the stuff I've been doing with the nonprofits. Nice. Uh, cool. So uh, excited to, to hear um, how that continues to, uh, to work out for you in the future. And since you'll be a regular on the show, uh, we can keep tabs and, uh, yep. and see how it goes. Uh, so before we jump into kind of your experiences uh, focusing on 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 uh, 
IT consulting and business clients. Uh, just wanted to really quick give a shout out to our sponsor, that is uh, Tech Reputation. So uh, you all know uh, Tech Reputation by now, right? If you've been listening to the show long enough, uh, they're a great partner and folks who have signed up for them have had, have had some great experiences. And really uh, what it does is it allows you to um, automate the uh, creation of good, positive reviews for your business. So you want to make sure that people who have a good experience with your business are able to leave a review. Because a lot of times when, some, when you have a good experience with a business, you're happy, you go about your, your business and you don't think to go online and give them a review. It's only when you have a bad experience, unfortunately, when you have a bad experience that often people will think to then go online and write a review. Uh, a negative review. So we want to encourage people to who had a good experience to write reviews online. Um, you know, I don't have to tell you guys why that's important. Uh, you just you want those good reviews online for lots of different reasons: search engine optimization, proof, you know, social proof, um, and just it's it's a great way to to highlight the good experiences your customers are having. Uh, you could automate that with Tech Reputation. So every time you do uh, uh, you serve a client. It'll automatically send them an email asking them to uh, rate your service. If they had a positive experience, it takes them to Google, Facebook, Yelp, wherever you want it to take them uh, to leave a review. And if uh, they didn't have a good uh, experience, then it gives you an opportunity to talk with them first, see if you can make it right, see if you can make it better. Uh, and that is you know, super, super important and really helps kind of avoid some of those negative reviews that might crop up because of a misunderstanding or because of miscommunication or something else where you didn't, just didn't realize that, uh, that the customer wasn't happy. So um, that's one thing it does. The other thing it does is it gives you kind of a view into um, uh, a 10,000 foot level view of all of your reviews on all of the different services. So uh, you can see at a glance how the health of your reviews are online. So it aggregates all those different reviews and then Let's you see, okay, so, you know, my average across everything is 4.5. Um, what do I need to focus on to get that higher? Well, it looks like my Google reviews are a little bit lower than the others. So let me focus on getting some good Google reviews. And then that's where you can funnel your clients moving forward. So that's kind of a cool insight that you wouldn't normally get into your business's uh, reputation. Another cool thing that it does is it uh, integrates with services like TechSite Builder and will pull in all of your reviews from all over the internet and post them on your website in a nice orderly fashion. So you can see, you know, here's a Google review, five stars. This is what they said. Here's a Facebook review, five stars. Here's what they said. And it just goes in order uh, and it looks really good, looks really slick, and it's automatically updated. So you don't have to worry about logging in, you know, typing it out and then re remembering to update your testimonials page all the time. So, uh, so that's another cool feature. So all that stuff's available in Tech Reputation. And uh, as long as they are a sponsor of the show, they will be giving you guys as listeners a special 10% off. Um, and that's not only 10% off the setup fee, that's also 10% off the monthly fee that you get uh, for the lifetime of your account for any, any tier, any level. Um, and to take advantage of that, just use the coupon code TSB10. You could read more about that by going to techreputation.com slash TSB, and we thank them for being a sponsor of the show. All right, so Paco, um, you, you mentioned that you've been kind of focusing on uh, a different type of client, and, and you realized that um, it's, it's important to kind of 
steer the whole ship in that direction as opposed to trying to serve you know residential clients break fix at the same time that you're doing um uh you know uh, business clients and kind of other you know uh managed services type of of work so uh talk about kind of your thought process with that and your experience with with how you came to that conclusion sure so well, what ended up happening is the income that we were making or the revenue, I should say, that we were generating from the computer repair, there were a lot more jobs that I had to take care of versus um, to get them done and get paid out and so forth. And then with as many jobs coming in, there's a higher chance of something either going wrong, something where delay in payment and it ended up just being a bigger issue um, in the long run. Whereas focusing on IT support and specifically managed services, we were really trying to figure out and crack the code of what's the price that we want to do? How are we trying to provide this? And what's what's going to be something that we can survive off of slash the customer is going to be willing to pay? So that took a good six months for us to try and really figure out mm. what we wanted to do because we had so many scenarios. We had so many price points. There were so many tiers and then things just got really complicated really fast. Right. So ultimately, um, just from talking to some of the guys from the community, John Dubinsky over at the Maven Group, um, talking to Marvin B over at uh, MB Systems, I basically came to the point of doing an uh, all-inclusive model mm. per endpoint. And basically what, from me looking at the stats of the customers that I've been offering this to, there were a lot of calls that were resolved over the phone or remotely. And when speaking with them for some of the new prospects, kind of understanding specifically for them, hey, how much are you trying to do um, X and how many times do you think you'll need somebody on site immediately? Because we don't have a 24-7 model like a lot of, a lot of other IT providers have. Right. The other thing that we decided to do was focus on small businesses that are at 20 seats or less. Because a lot of the companies in the area are only focusing on 20 people and more or 20 endpoints and more of a particular business because they feel 20 or less is too small. Now, <clears throat> how we kind of des- designated our pricing was basically 79 bucks per endpoint per person. And if you get up to 11, we drop it to 69. If they do over 21, then it's 49. So that's the model that we're working on right now that I feel comfortable on doing to get at least clients coming in on a recurring basis. Um, We have closed uh, a couple of them as we kind of grew forward. We're not at the point where we want to be, but we're at the point now that we're comfortable with the pricing point. We can sell the pricing point because we're confident on what it has. Now, like you said, being making the decision to focus on that specifically was a hard one because as everyone knows who deals with MSPs, uh, MSP services, there's a longer sales cycle mm, than there yeah. is with computer repair. So right. that was a, a big adjustment for me where mm. it took sometimes four to six weeks to close a deal then with a computer repair usually would take about three to five days. So what right. we did was we actually ended up changing the messaging on our tech site builder website to basically say everything on IT business. So we do IT business this, we do IT business that, cybersecurity, blah, 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 blah. 
But if somebody called in for a computer repair, we would go ahead and do it to at right. least get the cash flow coming in. So we weren't yeah. advertising it and it just worked out in our favor. Now, the one question that you'll come up into that you'll ask, and this kind of ties into tech reputation as well, is okay, your messaging on your website says X. How are they going to know you're still doing computer repair or how would they even think to ask you about computer repair? Hmm. Well, this is the great thing about reviews because every, all of our income or all of our leads have come from Google Maps search or Google search or Google Maps, or they came in through Yelp. And when they look at the past reviews, they will see that in the past reviews, we were a computer repair shop at one point. Hmm. So they'll, th- so what they'll do is they'll call us and ask, Hey, not sure if you do computer repair, but I have this problem. Give me a call back if you get a chance. And we'll call them depending on what the issue is. Like if it's a computer that crashed, th- that's an easy job for us to do. We get it turned around two to three days. So that's really helped us and getting and reaching back out to a lot of our old clients, letting them know to leave a review for us for whatever service that we did, whether it be IT businesses support or the computer repair portion, because eventually we're going to be able to say, yeah, unfortunately we don't do computer repair anymore, but at one point that's kind of what we're kind of doing right now to at least get some of the revenue coming in from that. So going into the next part of your question was we decided to do that. How do we advertise that? Yeah. And, and one sec, before you jump into that, um, that, you know, that I went through something really similar with that, with, uh, with web development um, where, you know, when I started, I was just trying to take any job I can get. So I would do, you know, ad hoc work if someone needed, you know, their logo swapped out or, you know, some, something changed on their website, they'd, you know, I'd, I'd jump in and, and fix it for an hourly, basically an hourly rate. And, um, like you, I realized that that was very hit or miss and that, and, you know, you'd go through feast and famine cycles and it wasn't very predictable and it wasn't very lucrative because you'd be spending a lot of your time chasing clients and you'd be spending a lot of your time not actually doing billable work. Um, whereas if you can get like a flat fee project or you can get a monthly retainer type of thing, then you got that money coming in and then you have the flexibility uh, to work. So I, I went through a, a, an exact same transition and I did exactly what you did. You know, I focused on marketing and selling and saying that I do, you know, full web development and, and um, monthly care plans. But while I was trying to get that rolling, I would still take on ad hoc work and I would get those through referrals and people who knew me and past clients. Uh, and, and sometimes, you know, probably with IT services, when someone sees, you know, web developer or web consultant, they assume you could take care of everything that has to do with the website. So they'll still come to me for the ad hoc work. Nowadays, um, more often than not, I'll turn them away or, you know, refer them to someone else who could help them. Um, but at the time, you know, they'd still come to me for that work and I'd still take it on until I was at the point where I had enough recurring kind of work to, to be comfortable and not feel like I needed to, to do that kind of ad hoc work. So, I mean, I, I feel you and that, it's, it's a transition for sure. And it, it takes a while, but it's definitely worth it. I think you're focusing on the right thing and focus uh, your business on the more lucrative model and the more predictable model. Um, even though you'll still t- you know, take on the, the break fix clients here and there when you need to. 
uh, I think is was a good move. So so yeah, talk about how you're how you're marketing it. So and and so one thing I did forget. Um, so talking to John, talking to Marvin, but it was it was funny because we, me and you, actually talked about this when you came to Chicago and we had dinner. Um, and one of the pieces that helped me on the pricing structure was focusing on the upsells. So fit on those customers that were doing on demand, what I was doing was, so basically how my structure worked was I had the managed services plan. I also have a retainer block as well. So basically um, the, the actual retainer block, we would sell them X amount of hours. And then by selling them those X amount of hours, I tell them you can use it whenever they don't expire. But I think you should go on to some type of security plan and that would be like 10 bucks a month or something mm-hmm. like that per endpoint. So now for like those that are my bigger clients that don't want to jump onto the managed service plan, they are now paying me monthly for the security plan. And then eventually I'll be able to go ahead and get them on to a managed service plan if they find that they're using too much in labor. Right. So, and and that helps. Um that helps simplify, like you said, simplify the, the core offering so that you don't have all these crazy tiers. And then, and then when they have future needs or additional things that they need, uh, you can add those on, uh, you know, at, on an ad as needed basis. This is actually what I'm ended up doing with TechSite Builder. Um, you know, you know that I've been for years now, I've been thinking about, you know, do I need different pricing tiers and how do I, you know, what are they going to have and what are they not going to have? And, to just avoid that whole mess, uh, you know, I, I think I'm just going to stick with the one price for TechSite Builder. And then once you're on TechSite Builder, if you need additional services, we'll offer those as upsells. It's more flexible, but it's easier to get people in the door. And that's really the most important part. Because once you get people in the door in your business as a customer, getting used to paying you on a regular basis, then it's a lot easier to get them to, uh, you know, do other services with you as opposed to trying them to do get them to do everything when they first sign up with you. Yeah, exactly. I mean, um, just because I know we're um, close on the hour, but yeah, specifically on doing those upsells, understanding like me and John uh, Dubinsky did a mastermind probably about a year ago on what can we charge our clients? So once you take the labor portion out of it, what can you charge them per month and still make some margin on? So Mm -hmm. Office 365 licenses, Google license, uh, G Suite licenses, firewall subscriptions, remote support um, that they need internally. And, you know, all these add up and that's how you make yourself a monthly recurring revenue, um, which is another thing that we did. Hmm. We actually shifted all of our annual plans and quarterly plans and we did everything monthly. So whether it was a residential or whether it was um, a business, everything was monthly. So yeah, we dinged like, I think 20 to 25 of my clients who were on the basic plan for 10 bucks a month. But you know what? At 25, that's 250 bucks a month you're getting inside. And having, and because it's great to have the money, it's the cash flow that's going to kill a business. And that's mm-hmm. what we ended up doing that shift as well. Right. But going into the advertising portion on, we had this all set up. What do we have to do? So we updated our messaging. We put everything specifically on business. We also went ahead and looked into doing pay-per-clicks and mm-hmm. gosh, is that so expensive, especially yeah. <laughs> how competitive it is in Chicago. Yeah. You're spending a hundred dollars per click wow. on managed services and IT Oof. support. So I'm not willing to go ahead and spend a hundred dollars on a belt on a bad click. 
Oh. And now you know why the other your competition is wanting to go after the twenty five or more seats because they're paying hundreds of dollars for for clicks. Exactly. Yep. <laughs> and um, and we'll actually add it a, a caveat if we have enough time in, in the end about that because we actually sure. partnered with one of those providers in the area as well. But um, so what we decided to do was look into other platforms. LinkedIn is something that's getting really big. Mm-hmm. They also have pretty expensive clicks, but not as aggressive as Google AdWords is. And then Facebook ads, it's, it's the thing about Facebook ads is you have to grab attention. So if you're not willing to invest the time on content, I personally believe the Facebook ads won't work. Mm-hmm. So if you're not able to focus on the content, be creative, really sit down to understand what you want to do. I personally don't think Facebook ads will work. Um, you have to have dedicate some time on that. It's not just a search like you can with Google. Right. So pay-per-click was out for us. <clears throat> and everything that was kind of transitioning, we had to figure out what was another way to do. So we did what we were best for, and that was uh, optimize our Google business listing. So what we ended up doing is, and I will send you the link for this article, it's a huge list on how to optimize your Google My Business listing anywhere from putting the proper address that is from the postal service versus an address that's been advertised somewhere else, um, the proper spelling, where it's located, to the point of geotagging your photos. So if someone were to look at and do an image search, they'll be able to go ahead and find or they'll be able to pinpoint an area. It's some crazy stuff that they have set up as well. So optimizing our Google My Business listing was my first spot. The second part that we did for advertising was we basically rolled up our sleeves, walked the block, figure out what air, what was in our area, who was there, and sent out an intro email. And basically mm. to all the end, so where I'm located, they're now starting to call it Restaurant Row. So I went ahead and emailed all the restaurants mm-hmm. before they opened to see if they'd be interested in our services. Nice. And what we ended up finding out was it's just like cold calling. You know, you got to be creative with your, you can't make it look like spam. And that's literally what we wrote. West Loop introduction. I introduced myself. Hey, we've been in the area for five and a half years. We moved over into this area of the West Loop. We just wanted to say hi. Um, in the event that you have a corporate IT and they're somehow causing a delay for you to go up, or if you just need advice on something, feel free to reach out. Thank you. And that nice. was the message. So, and I just found them and emailed a bunch of them, form submissions. I dedicate two hours in the morning a day, email them out, start walking the block again, and then research them as well. So, so here's the thought. Um, you can take that a step further and put together um, like, uh, I don't know, some kind of flyer or white paper or a guide or even a blog post that is, you know, top five, um, you know, mistakes that new restaurants make with their IT or, you know, top 10 um, tricks to uh, streamline your, your POS systems and your restaurant or, you know, something focused on, on their type of business and include that in the email as, as some sort of call to action. So say, hey, I just you know, thought you'd like this guide I put together or this blog post I put together. That, that forces them to kind of engage with you um, instead of leaving it open-ended like, hey, if you, you know, if you feel like it, 
why don't you contact us? You can kind of give them something to hold on to. Um, and, and that might get them to, uh, to, to engage with you more often. Yeah, that's actually a great idea because I do have a couple of ebooks that I was trying to figure out what to do. So in my pitch, I actually had one of them as a link for a download. Hmm. Um, the yeah. other one is, um, yeah, so that's a good idea. That's actually a really good idea to put a URL um, versus an attachment for them to just have it from there. Um, the other thing that we did, I did was <clears throat> I always tend to reference back to my buddy, uh, Victor Antonio's uh, Sales Mastery Academy. And he has a series on leaving the perfect voicemail. And because I hate cold calling and it's just a matter of, I just don't want to deal with all that, nor do I have the time. So what I did was I modified what he had in that profile. I recorded an audio and I forgot the gentleman from channel pro that was on your podcast on one of the episodes, but he had mentioned the program called slide broadcast. Right. So slide broadcast, I upload the audio to there and I just shoot it out to all those numbers. Nice. Now, the one thing that I did find is with slide broadcast, if the number has a phone tree, the voicemail will not get to the general inbox. So yeah. And that makes, that kind of makes sense. Yeah. So other than that, um, so those are kind of the two outbound tasks that we've been kind of doing to drum up business. And then on the inbound side, our Google, my business, we've been optimizing We've been working on putting more content out, putting out more blog posts, putting more, which is a perfect um, layup for the tech blog builder. It's a, basically what we did was putting more of social media content out and being able to track it. So sometimes we'll use Bitly, sometimes we'll use a Google, uh, the UTM trackers, and then we'll go through Google Analytics to kind of figure out there. We haven't decided on which one we want to go to just yet. Um, and that's kind of what we're doing right now. And currently we have our email lists because we do have, we subscribe to Technibles, uh white label newsletters. So we do send out an email campaign every month and we do have two lists segmented, residential and small business, and then kind of gauge uh, that opportunity that of the opens, because if someone's opened your email four, five, 15 times, probably a good time to give them a call. Mm. So that, along with sending out proposals with Mixmax, Mixmax? Yeah, Mixmax. Um, I never can pronounce that. For the, like, <laughs> I think you got it right. Um, yeah, so Mixmax has been really pivotal, uh, pivotal in our success because what we do is we do everything in Repair Shopper right now, but when I send out an estimate or a quote, I actually send it through my Gmail with the Mixmax to see how many times they've opened up the emails. Right. And there's been a, quite a few times where I can kind of gauge who's really not interested to those that are really interested. And that allows me to adjust my plan with those people as well. That's very cool. So yeah, those, those are some great techniques to uh, get, you know, track engagement and, and only um, follow up with people who are showing interest. Uh, because like you said, you only have so much time. And so you don't want to waste your time calling or talking to people who are never going to be interested um, instead find those people who look like they're, you know, they're spending some time reading your stuff or engaging with your stuff and then, then reach out to them. Cause oftentimes, you know, they're busy or they, 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 they're interested, but they, they get distracted. And then it, all it takes is that one phone call to be like, Oh yeah, you know what? I was, I, I was looking at your stuff and, and I was thinking about it. And, uh, and then you kind of get them, get them to take the, make the move. Yep. Awesome. Well, it sounds like you got, uh, some good stuff going and you're, as always, you're, you're hustling and, and trying new things and, and seeing what works and love to um, 
love to see how this pans out. So super happy to have you back on the show. Um, and, uh, and look forward to, uh, to having you here on future episodes. Uh, speaking of future episodes, let's see next, uh, next week we have as our guest, Harry Lowell. Uh, he's actually in the film industry and he's going to talk to us about how to pitch, um, how to pitch anything to anyone is, is what he's, he's, uh, he's billing it as. So this, this will fall perfectly in Paco into what you're doing. And, uh, and, you know, uh, it being in the film industry, you have to pitch, you know, scripts and ideas all the time um, to really jaded people who probably don't want to hear, hear from you. Um, so it'll be cool to hear uh, some of his, uh, his takeaways and, and tips and stuff. So uh, stick around for that. Um, but I think that's going to wrap it up for this episode. Um, we're getting here towards the end. So uh, just want to uh, remind you guys to keep the conversation going. Um, remember, we do have a Facebook group, so if you want to kind of hang out with us and chat with us uh, and all the listeners of the show and other IT service businesses, uh, if you need advice or you want to share something that's working for you, it's a great place to go to just kind of bounce ideas off each other. People post their, you know, their, their, their flyers and their billboards and their advertisement designs to see uh, you know, what other people think about it, and, uh, and it's good to get some feedback there. Um, so head on over to uh, techsitebuilder.com slash group uh, or just go to Facebook and search for computer business marketing and you can head on into that group. We do have a, uh, and I've been around for the last few weeks to talk about this, but we do have a contest and it's still going on and it's still pretty much anyone's game right now where if you refer people to the group um, and you refer the most people to the group, then you will get a free Tech Blog Builder blog post. And that is a, uh, now it's a $70 value because we did raise the price recently. Um, so you can get uh, that uh, for your business. And all you got to do is refer a few people to the group. There, there are specific ways you need to refer them to the group in order for you to get credit and uh, just go to the group. And there's a post at the top that talks about um, how to do that. But the winner only has a few people referred, so you can definitely uh, win if you just take the time to do it. <laughs> it's, it's not that hard. So um, definitely love to see you in the group. Um, also, um, go to the show notes page, computerbusinessmarketing.com. There's lots of great uh, links underneath each episode. We talked about a few resources here. I'm going to throw those links in the show notes page for this episode. This is episode 63, so you can uh, check it out and uh, and visit all the cool resources we talk about because we, we have a lot of great resources that we've collected over all the episodes there on the website. Um, also, you can sign up for the newsletter, the Computer Business Marketing Newsletter, where every week you'll get a email directly to your inbox with marketing tips and tricks for your computer business, including links to the latest podcast episode. And finally, don't forget to leave us a review on uh, iTunes or Stitcher. I forgot to check that before this episode, so uh, you still have time. And if you left one recently, then I'll give you a shout out on the next episode. But every time you leave a review, I will give you a shout out. And it also helps this podcast to be found. Um, so if you're listening right now and you haven't left us a review um, and you find anything on this podcast useful, go ahead and uh, give us a shout out on iTunes or Stitcher or your podcatcher or podcast service of choice. Uh, so that's going to do it for this episode of the Computer Business Marketing Show. Don't forget to check out our sponsors, Tech Blog Builder and Tech Reputation. Thank you for checking out the Computer Business Marketing Show. My name is Matthew Rodella. This is Paco LeBron. 
saying here's to your success. Mm-hmm.